This guy drafts six injured players. <laughs> well, uh, I you drafted, drafted six injured players, and then you're like, oh, "I'm the Brady of fantasy." No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. I drafted him. <laughs> I... Welcome back to the cockpit by the Sports Rooster. I'm your host, Spencer Poprovsky. To my right, I'm joined by Brady Anderson. With a bag full of delicious goldfish crackers. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> and to my left, Adam Nunes. Thanks for having me. We're also joined by Goldfish. So uh, Goldfish, actually, Pepperidge Farm. They remember. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, um, we're looking for some sponsors. Goldfish are great. Hey, we'll take the flavor blasted version, the multicolored version. We're we're uh, all about equality here. Yeah, pizza flavored for Adam and his pep. <laughs> God, two minutes into the the podcast, already taking shots at me, huh? But not cold shots. Oh! For more information on cold shots, see our last podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NHL and playoff hockey. All of our favorite type of hockey. It's a spicy meatball this time around, boys. Shall a spicy meatball. They should add that to the flavor of goldfish, actually. That would be tasty. Just looking at how the playoffs are shaping up at the moment, we have some, we have some teams that, are, that have clinched. We got Vegas and uh, St. Louis just clinched last night. Can you believe Jordan Bennington pulling up St. Louis from absolutely the basement of the league? St. Louis has finally clinched. Like, I honestly thought they were going to shit the bed hard this year because of our boy J.P. Allen. Yeah, yeah, they, they that was definitely their um, their their weak spot for the good part of the first half of the of the season, and I mean. It was all kind of you know. There's there's a lot of there are a lot of moving parts to St. Louis and why they weren't doing doing so well at the beginning. Jake Allen being a big piece of that, but I mean Tarasenko wasn't really firing. Um, you know, like the whole the whole top line for the most part wasn't wasn't doing that all that well. And I and I was expecting, um, especially Ryan O'Reilly to come in, come in hot this year. And, and he has actually. Well, yeah, um, he turned it on eventually. But I mean, Bennington. Benier. I love those videos that they post of Jordan Bennington because he, he'll say like four words. He's like, do I look nervous? Yeah, he's a hilarious guy. <laughs> like he's the definition of a weird goalie. Like everyone says goalies are the weirdest guys in the change room. He is exactly that. But I think St. Louis, they were doing poorly at the beginning of the season, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't, they weren't going to sustain that kind of bad play or continue that kind of bad play. They, have a really good team and they were just playing old poorly at the exact same time. Like a lot of the time when you have a good team, you'll have one guy at a time have it going on a slump. But for that team, like they were essentially, obviously Jake Allen was, is not a great goalie, but uh, Petrangelo wasn't having a good year at the time. Uh, Pareko was, he, he was on pace to do far worse than what he did last year. Uh, Tarasenko obviously wasn't, he forgot how to score. So uh, they weren't destined to be that bad for the remainder of the season. Um, again, like if I can reference an article that I made back in October, I think. Uh, let me see here. I, yeah, so like essentially the St. Louis Blues, they were doing really well stat-wise. Like if you looked at their advanced analytics, they were doing 
pretty good. Like they were um, scoring about three point four seven goals per oh yeah three point four seven goals per game, but they were allowing exactly that much against them. So like they just weren't being helped out in the back end. So when Jake Allen wasn't stopping pucks, they were losing, even though they they were still scoring. So when uh, Bennington came in and actually gave him some support in the defensive end, turned their team around and they had a they have a good team. Like they picked up Ryan O'Reilly, who's a great center. Tyler Bozak, although he got overpaid, is a good third center option. Their entire roster throughout uh, from the first line to the bottom six or bottom two defense is a good team. It just their goaltending sucked, and they found a way to turn it around. Hopefully, Jordan Bennington doesn't have a one-year wonder type career. But uh, no, it's good for them. They made the um, they clinched for the playoffs, and I think they'll do well. I mean, they're playing. Who are they playing in the first round? Probably Nashville. So. It'll be a tough series. I don't see them winning, but they'll probably take it to six games because Nashville's been playing poor as of late. And Nashville's another one of those teams that has a hard time scoring because they just focus solely on building a good defensive core that they forgot to to bolster their offense. Like, short of Johansson and um, Forsberg, they're not very strong up front. And Simmons has been playing very poorly since the trade deadline. So. Who knows? It'll be a good series. Good for St. Louis for turning around, and definitely thanks to Bennington for doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's really tight up there in the uh, in the central, right? There's there's like Winnipeg and Nashville both on ninety four points, right? And I mean, either one could really could really win this division when it comes down to it. So um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we're we're locking in Nashville versus St. Louis, but you guys think it'll be that? Like, you think Winnipeg will? We'll be able to stay hotter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, as far as I see, it looks like Winnipeg for sure is going to fly through into, uh, even against Nashville, I think Winnipeg will fly through past Nashville even to the conference finals. I don't think uh, there's much doubt that the Central Division is just going to be dominated by the old Canadians. And by the Canadians, I mean an American captain in Blake Wheeler, who's pretty sweet, (laughs) my, my boy Blake Wheeler. And uh, Pubes. I forget what his real name is. but <laughs> <laughs> No, that's... Oh, my. Ouch. That's that's the way that I see things panning out. I just can't believe that in the West, you got teams that are on 90 points clinched, and yet the Buds still haven't clinched a spot yet. The Islanders still haven't clinched a spot yet, and they're sitting at 97 with four and five games still left to go. I can't believe that. Oh, it's been so poor, but there's still so many teams that are in the hunt for the playoffs, which is kind of nice. I mean, yeah. this is the whole point of the uh, the new um, playoff format where they wanted to have a wild card and it was supposed to be more parity. And even though the West is substantially worse than the East, it does make for an exciting last week of hockey. Um, Man, the West sucks. Like, <laughs> it's been our lives so for so long that the West has always been way better than the East. And now, like, you look at it, they're just poo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there are a lot of teams who are just they, for some reason, had a really really bad year. I didn't envision LA doing as bad as they have been. No, me like, Jonathan Quick was injured, I think, at the beginning of the season, but not for as long as everyone expected him to. And even when he came back, LA just didn't find their footing. Anaheim was always destined to be bad in the coming years because of their age, but still not as bad as they have been. <laughs> um. Like Vancouver's Vancouver, you expect them, <laughs> they suck all the time. But 
They're, they're, but they have Elias Pettersson. Yeah, they're going to be good in the next couple of years, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, good for them. They haven't had a decent team since that cup run. They rioted and they lost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, what happened with that team again? How, how did the city handle it? Oh, very well. But yeah, I mean, like, the West, it was, it was a conundrum that I can't really explain. I'm sure smarter minds can. But, like, the Central, we knew Winnipeg and Nashville were going to be at the top of that, and they are. Um, it was either between St. Louis and Dallas for that third spot, probably. Yeah. Uh, Dallas always finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot, and they have been. Or in Zuccarello's case, forget shoot yourself oh, yeah. in the foot. Get shoot, get shoot, get shooted, get shot in the hand. Like <laughs> Tyler Sagan has been playing mediocre at best. I mean, he's been okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So you had St. Louis and Dallas fighting for that third spot in the Central because Chicago's kind of fallen off. I mean, hopefully they had a get a quick recovery because DeBrinket's been playing outrageously. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Strom too. Dylan Strom since he got traded from uh, Arizona, he's been playing very well. I mean, he's still slow, but I mean, maybe his style of play fits better with Chicago. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. he's worth that 5.875 mil contract that Schmaltzy oh. just signed. I I don't know, man. Everyone always makes fun of Dubas for giving too much money to like Nylander and Matthews, but Schmaltz at 5.87? Oof. That's yeah, rough. That's... Um yeah, I don't know what Arizona's doing with all these random signings and just forking out money to players who don't really need that kind of money. Uh, I know they're constantly trying to hit the cap floor. Yeah. Um We'll see what he does. I mean, uh, what is that one guy that uh, you always make fun of? He's been playing well. Or no, he got traded to Chicago. The uh, was it, the, uh, was it uh, which Perlini? Guy? Oh, I fucking hate that guy. He plays for Chicago. He got. He was in the Dylan Strom trade. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brandon. Perl- no, it was, um, it was Perlini and Strom for Schmaltz. I think. No, it was Schmaltz and Henestrosa. Oh, uh, another stud. I fucking hate. I hate Brendan Perlini so much. Why do you hate him so much? You know why I hate him so? Okay, so is he still your girlfriend? No, (laughs) no. It started out. Brendan Perlini was such a piece of shit. Like coming up from junior and coming up from the AHL, watching him play, I was like, okay, well, this guy sucks. Like I don't know how you're an NHL player. You suck. And then my real deep hatred started for this guy when I started playing like the newer NHL games. I know that's the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. Like, this guy would have a, a dead-ass breakaway. And I know, I know, like, you can literally score David Clarkson in this game. So, like, it's not, it's not that Perlini sucks. It's that I suck of the game. Full disclosure. But any time that I got the puck with freaking Brendan Perlini, this guy would do something. He would find a way not to score. And then it would, I'd see highlights of him in real life. Brendan Perlini, wide open in the slot, one-timer, shoots a puck over there like you had an empty net and this man's would just be like oh i missed just like a way he honestly looks like wario too he's so fucking ugly like don't get me started i just hate him all right so just a note to brendan perlini if you ever see brady anderson on the street just walk the other way (laughs) that is a fight on sight i'll throat chop you You ugly little man. Yeah, I don't know. Arizona, like they're they're fighting for a playoff spot, but I think it's probably has something to do with the fact that the West has been so weird and lackluster this year. Um, yeah, I'd say it's definitely more of a case of the West being worse than Arizona really being that good. Although I, I think Arizona's definitely surprised me this year. I thought I didn't think they'd be in, in around in and around eighty two points by this point. Only reason Arizona's good is because they went back to those throwback jerseys. That's what it was. You have that throwback, stupid-looking, amazing Coyote jersey on, and now all of a sudden they're just like, oh, yeah, we're good. 
Let's uh, let's throw money at OEL. Let's throw money at our boy Nicky Schmaltz. Who you know who they're gonna sign next? Guarantee it. I'm seeing a three mil per year, twelve years. Yeah, you can't even get that contract anymore. But they're gonna find a way. Tom Sestito, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like looking at their team, it's their first line is Richard Ponick. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad Richardson, Vinny Hinestrova. Their, sec- their, their second line is just, I, I've never heard of these guys before. Okay, time out. Is Josh, Archibald, is Josh Archibald still on their second line? He's on their yes. second line. <laughs> they, they, they have Clayton Keller playing on their third line for some reason, but I think he's been playing poor as of late, so it's probably a message being sent from the coach. That's stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, like, how, how on earth are Keller, is Keller playing third line and Galchenyuk on the fourth? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, Galchenyuk. Fucking sucks. Oof. Oof, that was a terrible draft. I thought, like, I know he had some like, personal issues last year, but he was playing poorly on Montreal. He was drafted as a center, never turned out to be a center on the Canadians. He got traded to Arizona for Domi, who's been having a, like, a career year with Montreal. Galchenyuk was destined to be the, I don't know, first or second line center for Arizona. Like, apparently their analytics guru GM loved him. And now he's playing... Not a center. He's playing left wing on the fourth line. That guy was. I don't. He's a bust, if you ask me. Who's the bigger bust? Who's the bigger bust though here? All right, Alex Galchenyuk or Nail Yakupov? That's a good mm. I feel like Nail Yakupov could have done okay had he not been drafted by Edmonton. Edmonton does a terrible. Completely agree. Edmonton does a terrible job of developing their prospects. I mean, if you look at um, when Edmonton drafted uh, Magnus Pajarvi Svensson. He, I think, was a fifth or sixth overall pick, mm-hmm. and he did nothing with Edmonton. And now he play. He went to St. Louis. He did okay with St. Louis, um, and now he's playing for Ottawa, and he's on our third line. And he's been playing really well. Like he's a good depth player, but because I think they didn't develop him properly, he never turned out to be as good as he could have been. But he's still got like what twelve goals or something. He's been doing okay, and I mean, he's, I think he scored twice against the Leafs uh, last week, if I if I remember correctly. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, th- I think Nail Yakupov definitely could have benefited from being uh, benefited from playing in the AHL or being developed properly by a better team. Or that's been in any other system yeah. other than the Oilers system. With Galchenyuk, is he, he? Montreal's a weird team. Like their fans are kind of nutty. When they play bad, trade the entire team. When they play good, everyone just assumes they're going to win the cup. It's no offense to French people because they're kind of whack jobs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't hold back <laughs> or should I say don't hold back like Galchenyuk was <laughs> what are you saying about our Canadians we are not the oh sorry I see the face I will leave now goodbye that turned into Russian like what kind of accent is this well, Galchenyuk like he was Malkin's French Canadian <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird though Montreal loves their Russians for some reason they do Radulov yeah they had that's the, the, no no they had they had the Kostitsins. they played for, they were from Belarus but that's technically still Russia um, Markov um, they actually right now they're in love with Finland like Arturi Lekkinen uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi he's actually been playing pretty well yeah I remember Montreal fans were livid when they uh, skipped over um, the guy who went to Philip Zadina Zadina he's how, sick though how is Zadina doing is he is he doing okay in the he, he had a few he had a few good games actually. Mm. I, I caught I caught some caught some glimpses, saw some highlights. Um, I mean, he's definitely promising. I think if he if he gets enough time and um, 
going to get some patience in sports, which doesn't normally happen, but I think he's definitely a good prospect. Absolutely. I think he needs to work on his speed too, though. That's that's a big thing for, for Philly. He's fast, uh, and he's got an unreal shot, but uh, who cares about his defensive liability? Like People always say, oh, yeah, but he's a defensive liability. Shut up. If I'm scoring 40 goals, how about you kill yourself? I mean, forwards, they obviously need to come back and help in the defensive end, but that's what your defense are for. Like, unless you're the Leafs, who have six pylons, sorry, five pylons on their back end, I'll give Riley the credit because he deserves it. Hey, we have that mannequin. He's he's pretty good too. No, I'm pretty sure that was Marinson on the ground. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Justin Hole just two hands slashed in the head. No, yeah, is that? Do you know? Do you know why he slashed him? Because it was Marinson. <laughs> like, dude, this is guys taking the sixth slot. I want to play consistently, so I got to injure Marinchin while he's on the ice. Maybe I'll get some ice time. How does Martin Marinchin play over literally anybody else? And I don't just mean anybody else in, in the Leafs system. I mean literally anybody Because Babcock is hard-headed. He's a good coach. I think people give him too much flack, but he is stuck in his ways. Um, if you watch the way that the Leafs play in their own end, they don't have the skill set for it, the high-pressure play. And they constantly do play that way. Um, guys who are slow, like Hainsey, shouldn't be playing pressure because as soon as oh. as soon as you get beat, you're done. And it's a five on four for the next five ten seconds, and that's how a lot of the goals go in against Leafs. So I think Babcock needs to change things up a little bit. Um, I don't want to criticize him too much because he is a very good coach, and obviously he knows more than we do. And for everyone, anyone who may be listening that's on the radio. Please stop talking like you know more than Babcock. But <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, Craig Button, you listening? You suck at everything. <laughs> You're terrible, and you should get fired. But um, nah, it's, Babcock might need to like just tweak a few things on like the strategy for their own end. But Marincin, he I don't think he should be on the Leafs or any other NHL team. He's not. Actually, before I forget, speaking of playoffs, though, should we consider like, assuming that the the season ends today mm-hmm. and the standings are the way they are? Um, which series are you liking in the first round? Like, who are you most excited to see? Uh, obviously, I'm really excited to see the Leafs, but you know what series is going to be super la nasty? Tell me. That Pacific matchup between San Jose and Vegas. Yeah, I'm liking that one too. That's probably, if obviously, if I weren't a Leafs fan, I think that's the most exciting one for me. Both teams are just throw everything at the net. Mm. And with Eric Carlson finally coming back like he's obviously not back yet but there's no chance that they're not going to play him in the playoffs even if he's hurt like there's just no chance so with Carlson coming back even a 70% Carlson is nasty talented offensively so you're just going to see goals 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 do you think that Vegas can take advantage of San Jose's lack of defensive awareness on their like with their defense and because Martin Jones hasn't been playing well. Absolutely. That's the whole point. Like, they're going to throw in their, their Alex Tucks and their Paul Stasny's big boys, big power forwards, to just throw everything to, to the net and just run over every defenseman that the Sharks have. Vlasic, he's going to get pumped. Braun, going to get pumped. The only defenseman they're not going to be able to bully is Sask. I mean, Brent Burns. Actually, <laughs> okay, um, going back to what Doughty said a couple of days ago, do you think Brent Burns is a defensive liability? No, that's a, that's Doughty. That's Doughty doing a stupid ass coked out two teeth running his mouth. I mean, Burns does get burnt. No pun I intended. <laughs> a lot. Oh, you're awful. I love Drew Doughty. I think he's a great defenseman. But saying that Brent Burns is a defensive liability is incorrect. Brent Burns did play forward though. 
Yeah, so he was he, drafted as a forward. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, he was never, um, I guess, drafted as a defenseman, and he might have some defensive liabilities in his game. I think Vegas comes out the winner in this series, to be honest. I think Carl, like, obviously, San Jose has more firepower, but... But which Carlson is going to score more points, Melker, William, or Eric? Oh, definitely Melker. <laughs> that guy... <laughs> is just next level this will be the battle that carlson's are all gonna meet up at ikea with their sven glasses on so i will score tonight yeah <laughs> okay bill you take this one i'm taking tomorrow yeah and melker will just be like don't forget me <laughs> no I, I think vegas comes out the winner in this series what do you guys think i i agree i i, I like vegas in that as well mm. i think if martin jones can play even decently uh, the Sharks have a shot. I think it'll go seven, but the Flower is the ultimate. Like, Flower is just going to shut down the Sharks. Like, the Sharks have so much offensive talent, but I think Flurry is just too nasty, and Vegas will squeak her out. I feel like Flurry's been playing with a chip on his shoulder ever since the um, expansion draft. Because, like, he. I still think he's better than uh, Murray. I think they overestimated on what he could have been, and they definitely fucked up by letting uh, Flurry go. Hey, but at least they got Casey DeSmith. He's talented. In a non-ironic way, actually. Casey DeSmith is good, but I mean, like, fuck you for letting the flower go. Stupid-ass fucking Jim Rutherford. Yeah, no, I mean, Flower's been playing with a chip on his shoulder since that day, and um, he, I I don't want to say he carried them, because that takes away from um, what Vegas did last year. But he did. He did. He played out of his mind. And I think if he does the same, Vegas is good. Like, they're... A lot better than we give them credit for. Last year was a miracle run. This year, we thought maybe they're going to fall off a little bit. They picked up Pacioretty, who has been underperforming, to say the least, but he's still a good player to have. And Mark Stone, like that is... That's a huge pickup. Very undervalued pickup. I think even... Stone is one of the most underrated players in the league. Oh, 100%. Like, it it sucked to see him go. I'm glad what we got back was, like, as an Ottawa fan, it was sufficient for me. But Mark Stone was a great addition for Vegas. Even though he is the most talked about trade of the deadline, I still think he's undervalued in other people's eyes. So I'm picking Vegas to win. Spen, I'm going with Vegas as well. And Brady, you said a big... I, I think Vegas will win, but I'm going to pick Sharks just because you need one contrarian. Anyway, so going back to Winnipeg and Dallas, uh, I know, Brady, you said that you thought Winnipeg was going to run through probably anybody who they, they come up against. What are you thinking about this series? So, and just in terms of this matchup, I I feel bad for Dallas. I think they made some good moves to try and acquire Zuccarello at the deadline. I don't think he's going to be back in time for playoffs. He'll, he'll play hurt, but it's not going to be really that effective because how well can you... A lot of players play hurt, but how well can you really play with a broken wrist or a broken hand? Like, that's going to be really tough for Dallas. I think... Their big guns haven't been... First of all, that call by their CEO to call them out. Who the fuck are you? Shut the fuck up. Fucking asshole. That was a rough move, for sure. Like You don't do that. Maybe you do it in like a video meeting or just privately with the team, but to call them out publicly in front of everybody, that's... No, that's that's honestly embarrassing by management. It's the same shit with uh, fucking that Oilers management that calls out Tobias Reader. Yeah. What are you fucking doing? Oh, yeah, we're not in the playoffs because Toby Reader hasn't scored a goal. Maybe if he scored 10 goals, we'd be in playoffs. Maybe if you didn't have fucking Petey Mick, stupid-ass Sorelli, in charge of your team, 
Taylor Hall one for one. No, we're not getting into this. We're not getting into this because otherwise I'll just be angry the whole time. What do I think about Dallas and Winnipeg? I think Dallas doesn't really stand much of a chance unless Ben Bishop plays absolutely shutout hockey every single game. Who has been hurt recently. He just uh, went, he's day-to-day right now. He's not playing uh, Saturday. I mean, if their injury-prone trends continue, they probably... They're just out. Exactly. I think Winnipeg takes it because uh, even though Helly hasn't been as good as last year, for some reason, every fucking time that Laurent Brassois plays, they win, and then I don't get any fantasy points. So, And just to interject here, to just to prove Brady's point even further that how good Winnipeg is, I have Mark Shifley on my fantasy team. Winnipeg's been playing moderately well as of late. Shifley has two points in the last like eight games. Oof. If your top line center only has two points in the last eight games and you continue to win, that means you have depth. Kevin Hayes, Patrick Pubes, uh, <laughs> Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers. The list goes on and on for these guys. They have outrageous depth. Outrageous depth. Yeah, so that's just how I feel. What about you guys? What do you think? Um, just someone, if someone can answer this question, is Jamie Ben still playing hockey? Um, I believe he is... Uh, the word I'm looking for is attempting to play hockey. Um, he has been demoted to the second line. So he's not playing with Sagan for the first time I think, in like four years. So um, he might be retiring to play golf for the remainder of his life because that's probably what he's going to be doing after four games against Winnipeg. Um, Whoa, don't hold back. <laughs> no, I, Jamie Ben. I don't know. I, I don't... I. I I have one one quick thing to say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to a little, little some fantasy referencing here. So, uh, as as the as the fantasy owner of both Sagan and Radulov, um, <laughs> I can say that since Jamie Ben has not been playing on their line, they've both been scoring at will, which is damning to say the least. Um, so I, it's it's helped that it's helped Dallas in kind of in that. In the in final stretch, yeah. um, to at least be in that, be in the playoff conversation, and to to lock themselves in for the most part now. Um, but I don't know, man. Like to to have Jamie Ben playing on your second line to break up that top line because of just underperformance is just crazy to me. And but, he's a volume shooter too. Yeah. Like he's a large volume shooter. So I think if you look at it just from like on paper, and obviously paper doesn't always translate to the ice. If you look line by line, Winnipeg is far more superior than Dallas. Um, their first line for Winnipeg is Shifley, Ehlers, Wheeler. That is a lot better, I would say, than their Dallas's current first line with Jan, Mark, Sagan, and Radulov. I'm sure Ben will probably slot back into that first line left wing position, but still, I still think the Shifley line is better. Um, then, if you're looking at Dallas's second line, it's when Ben eventually moves up to the first line, it'll be Jan, Mark, Hintz, and Dickinson. That is nowhere near the skill that uh, Winnipeg's second line has with Kyle Connor, who's had a stellar year this year. 40 goals. Kevin Hayes, who was slow to start after the deadline, but has been picking it up as of late. And Patrick Pubes line A. <laughs> and you, to go even further, the third he line. He played his best hockey when he had that stupid-ass pube beard. Probably. Yeah. It's true, yeah. And they, they made him. I think he, he shaved it after he went on a goal or a gold drought or something like that I think he shaved it because nobody would say that they loved him not yeah. even his mom <laughs> stay away from my kids but uh, yeah the third line Lowry, Little and Tanev in comparison to Cogliano who's uh, he's seen better days Faxa and Blake Como all around Radic Faxa is underrated though yes but is he better than no. the any of the other third player third line players in Winnipeg no I'm not going to go into the fourth line because I mean, today's hockey, fourth line doesn't really matter. 
all that much. Um, Klingberg, Heiskanen, good defensive players or good. But other than that, like Dallas has no one. Yeah, Essa Lindell has he's been playing okay, Solid. but I think his points have a lot to do with Klingberg just being injured for a lot of the season. Winnipeg overall, I think is just a better team. Um, it's good for Dallas to finally make the playoffs, but quick uh, quick out five games max, I think. Winnipeg, the the divisional leaders for uh, the Central, going to probably oust the Dallas Stars. Now going to the Pacific, Calgary and Colorado slash Arizona. Who is the winner of that series? I think Calgary scores fifteen goals a game. So I mean, even if even if even if probably Colorado uh, ends up like if they if they're with um, Landis Scott coming back, and I mean if they want to assemble that incredible top line again. Should they end up scoring two, three, four goals a game? I still think Calgary's been so good this year. They're so fast, and um, they're they've put they they've put together some some incredibly exciting offensive hockey this season. That I don't know. I just even like they'll just outscore probably Colorado slash Arizona, and then even even into the next round. Like I can definitely see them. I can I can see them being a, a dark horse for for the cup this year just based on their firepower, but. Yeah, I think to further your, to further your point, um, we talked a little bit about uh, Calgary's lack of goaltending last podcast. Uh, at this point, with what you said, Calgary scoring so many goals, they could probably play six on five from the start of the game and still end up winning the game. So, um, just too much scoring power. Like Gaudreau, Monahan, Lindholm, like that. That line just produces like you wouldn't believe. There's no way that Neil stays as shit as he has been come playoff time. Yeah, it's yeah, just no not gonna happen. And very undervalued player, Matthew Kachuk. Like he, I hate Matthew Kachuk. Oh, great you, player. I hate, hate the way he plays, but you got to appreciate what he does for his team. Like oh, that wow. guy is just fire under his ass constantly, always skating, always hitting, and fighting vets. He doesn't care what kind of name you have in the league. He made Doughty his bitch. Like by elbowing him in the face. Yeah, dude, he took him to town, and Doughty is talking about him just like out of the blue. To this guy is, is something else. Like he is, he is what the league is missing for sure. And I think he's a very undervalued player. Him, he plays on the first line power play. He is undervalued because he's a great player. He's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I, I don't care if it's Colorado, if it's Arizona, if it's Chicago, if it's Minnesota. Calgary's walking through that first round. You know, and I can even. I could even see that being a sweep. No, no. I don't think it'll be a sweep just because of how bad they are uh, in, ter- in terms of uh, what's in their net. Mm. Yeah, can they score a bunch of goals? Sure. But that's not going to give you every single game. I think I could see a five or six, but it's not going to be a hard five or six. There's a difference between a grueling grind your way through five, uh, five or six game series and Calgary's going to walk through. They might lose a couple because they're letting in goals, 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 but it's not going to be a hard-fought series. It's not going to be hard hockey. I have to agree with Spen. I think it's going to be a sweep. They're going to have to bring out the brooms because Calgary is going to burn up the opposition. Who are you? You fucking look like Kevin Jonas. Like, Don't start singing this shit, too. <laughs> there will be ashes, and there will be a sweep. Yeah, uh, Calgary's winning it four games, I think. Um like I said, regardless of what whichever team they end up playing, I agree with Spen. 4-0, bring out the brooms. First round's over. Thank you for listening this far. Uh, we're going to take a little break for now. So check us out on Facebook, at The Sports Rooster. Give us a like. That's where our article posts go on Mondays and Wednesdays. 
Check us out on Twitter at sports underscore rooster. And check us out on Instagram at the sports rooster for some great updates on the world of sports. Okay, let's go. Let's go to that series that you first brought up because you are a Leafs fan, and yeah. I want to hear your biases on all of them. So here's the whole deal, Toronto with, Boston. Here's the whole deal with Toronto Boston. Toronto needs its big players to step up, and I think absolutely a lot of us have been saying they need to exercise their demons. I completely agree. I think you said that in one of your articles, Adam, and I could not agree more. Toronto needs big boys to play like big boys. They need. Players that don't usually throw the body, that are very large dudes to throw the body. Last year, really pissed me off. You got some dude like JVR, what is he, 6'3", 225, and he would shy away from every ounce of contact. This man would see contact coming, reach in with his stick, tap the puck, and not absorb anything. Biggest freaking pigeon in the league. Pissed me off more than anyone would know. If the Leafs want any chance of winning... It will be Anderson playing out of his mind like he has for most of the year and the big boys up front showing up. There's no way we are going to win if we go in there and we play a, hey, let's throw our weight around. Let's try and stand up to the Bruins man for man. Let's try and play defensively responsible. No, you will lose. If that's the way you're going to play, you will lose against the Bruins. They picked up so many good options at the deadline. Charlie Coyle, super underrated. Mm -hmm. Johansson, if he's healthy enough to come back for the playoffs, underrated scoring option they've still got that absolutely ridiculous line with pasta Krejci, who's a known playoff performer and you know what who else uh who i think i rag on all the time because he's shit but will be incredibly valuable come playoff times david fucking Backus. this guy is an absolute dickhead he sucks at hockey now he's too old he's too slow he's shit but in the playoffs when he's playing four minutes a game Running the fuck out of every single leap he sees going to be incredibly effective. Well, it's playoff hockey for you right there. I mean, everyone always says it's a different style of play. It is very more high tempo and aggressive. If you look back at Boston when they had a lot of success in the playoffs, Thornton, Campbell, that was a very good line. They play, If they play their role in the limited minutes that they get, they do have a lot of effect on the game. And I think Boston probably win again because I know you said the big boys need to step up but the likelihood of that happening and not because they're not good players or they don't have the spirit for it I just think they're still too young that's why a lot of people harp on the Leafs saying they have to win this year their window's closing it's a very young team yes they're pressed against the cap next year and probably for years to come but they're still so young and they haven't developed that man strength yet well yeah they haven't even hit the, a lot of the players haven't even hit their prime yet. yeah so like Mitch Marner he was a great player, and he did have a good playoff last year. He had a great playoff both years. He yeah. played with Mono the first year. 
Yeah, I th- I think once he develops into his body a little bit more and can like take a hit and even give out hits, but there might not be the biggest hits in the world, but to play that playoff style hockey, oh, he's fucking coming across the ice like Scott Stevens. <laughs> I, like I, th- I think the Leafs will develop over the coming years. I don't think this is their year. It's gonna suck for them to lose again this year, which they probably will, and not for lack of talent. But no, I don't think so. I don't think the Leafs are gonna lose. You think you think Boston's gonna lose? I do think Boston is gonna lose if. The Leafs' forward talent can show up, even with the defense we've got. That's I a big think, if, though. But that is a big if. If you don't see Matthews playing like Marner did last year, if you don't see Marner playing like Marner did last year, then the Leafs are going to cakewalk like five. We might get the gentleman sweep, win one at home, and just out in five. So what do you think the matchups are going to be? you think uh, Pasta's line plays against Tavares or Matthews? No, I think Pasternak's going to play against Matthews. Like The Bergeron line is going to play against Matthews. They're going to bully the fuck out of them. To completely uh, deject any sense of skill or pride that this line has to really eat away at their mental psyche so that they play like shit on the ice. I think they'll put their matchup line of Coyle, Wagner, and who else is not? Is Heinen on that line? Yeah, and Heinen. I think that line's going to play against Marner's line because they're like Charlie Coyle's underratedly good at scoring. He hasn't done a lot. I, and you know what? He hasn't been great for the Bruins yet. But he's very underrated and he's very physical. And you imagine putting Charlie Coyle's line up against a nice little boy Mitch Marner line. Like, yeah, Tavares can handle himself. Yeah, Hyman is pretty physical. But that's three big boys. Wagner, I fucking hate that guy. I fucking hate that guy so much. He's a trash hockey player. Uh, did you see him not fail to score on Lundqvist after that? those two unreal tries right at the side of the net? Haha, <laughs> fuck you. What is, is that Chris Wagner or is that Austin Wagner? Uh, it's Chris. Chris. Yeah, fuck you, Chris. Anyway, that that line is gonna probably be facing against Mitch, and then it's up to our boy Cappy to start filling the net like he filled it for the World Juniors. All right, so here's my argument for why I think, unfortunately, you're gonna be wrong. People tend to fixate on a five-man unit being for matchups. I do agree. I will. I think that Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand will play against the Matthews line, mainly because they are a faster, harder-hitting line, and they can shut down the Matthews line just on their own. Uh, Nylander tends to be the type of guy who does the drive-by. He'll never finish his check, and that's going to be useless against the Bergeron line. Yep. Uh, Andres Janssen... Not a physical, no. it's, it's, it's not a physical line in general, and I think that the, the Bergeron line will shut them down on their own especially because pasta is physical he is and marshawn being a little guy he throws the body around very well and them alone will shut down the matthews line where i think you're wrong is that who's going to be matched up against Tavares? it's char oh char does char doesn't have to play constantly against the matthews line along with bergeron and pasternak marshawn char alone can shut down Tavares and marner He's a big presence in front of the net. And in the corners, other than Hyman, I don't see anyone wanting to dig for that puck. I think on paper, Toronto is a lot better than Boston. Um, the Tavares pickup is a very good one It against a team like Tampa. I see. I think Toronto would have had a better chance against Tampa over Boston because they play similar styles of hockey. But Boston just beats the fucking crap out of Toronto. Like, just physically, emotionally, and mentally. Like, just, all it takes is one hit in the corner and guys won't go back there anymore. Well, just look, the way that, like, they're so young and they're so impressionable just based on, like, their line mates play. When Jacob Truba hit Matthews and injured his shoulder earlier in the season, it took a while for Matthews to get back to playing the way he normally plays. 
one big hit from Achara or a Bergeron or Krejci. And even Krug, another small guy. who Yo, Krug is one of the most underrated players on. He's a small guy, but he, he throws the body around. And like you said, David Backus would probably be a presence in the playoffs because that's the type of style of hockey he plays. I don't remember if David Backus remembers his name. Like, he's <laughs> he's that fucking stupid. He's, he's essentially a boxer at this point. Like, no memory of anything. He just <laughs> goes into the ring, does his job, and then... Bruce, who am I hitting today? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Boston's just too big, too bad, and too strong for the Leafs, and... Obviously, if the Leafs had a couple more years to develop, they would be the better team and probably would win. But I don't see it happening this year. They're still too young, and they're just they're, they're too fearful. Until that changes, I don't think the Leafs are going to win this series. Sorry. Spen, what do you think? What do you agree with? I definitely agree with the Toronto versus Tampa would be a much better series to watch, in my opinion. And I think that would be a lot harder to call. Um because while Tampa's been so good, um, I do I, I think that the teams match up well. Um, but I mean, and I don't know. This is a tough one because it, it seems like it's the Boston Toronto is inevitable every every playoffs, and um, just because of the playoff format and and it's you have it's it's almost it's almost like a good versus evil type of matchup. You have the the one like a, a hockey purist team in Toronto, and then you have the the brutes get the job done Boston. So. I don't know. It's, it's it's such a tough one to call. That that's been the one that's been the one matchup that preparing for my for my usual attempt to predict the hockey playoffs uh, <laughs> pool. Uh, that that's been the one that I've been stuck on because I just I don't I don't have an answer yet. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Boston for right now just based on history. But I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Toronto finally got the monkey off the back this year. And to continue that point, um, our buddy Zach was a Boston fan. I talked to him a couple weeks ago. We were just talking about uh, hockey in general. And he, he said something that I never really thought of, like from a Boston Bruins fan's perspective. I asked him, like, who is he most fearful of in the East, My, like not including Tampa? And he said Toronto. I feel like because we live in the GTA and a lot of us are Leafs fans, not me, Jer. I'm not a Leafs fan. Get that through <laughs> your damn head. We all... Like we all say that Boston's the better team because we're all we might be a little bit. Busy. I've never said Boston's Boston's well, the better. You're the you're the like, you're the exception to the rule, Brady. But a lot of people on the radio, a lot of my buddies, they always say that I love Toronto, but I think Boston's going to win. And then hearing from Boston fans saying that Toronto is his biggest fear because they're so unpredictable, it improves what Sven just said. It's it's such an unpredictable series. You don't know who's going to really win. Is. You could have all the confidence in the world and one alternate argument will just change your mind immediately so it's gonna be a good series i'm excited for it i really hope toronto wins because i'd love to see more playoff sports or more playoffs in toronto we'll see let's see what happens the real tough series to call here tampa bay versus columbus that's that's a no-brain i don't even know I, i was so happy the other day when columbus beat montreal Whole bunch of kids in my grade four class with they're just like we're all they're all Canadians fans so like Montreal's gonna make it, Mister Anderson. Toronto sucks. And I'm like, no, you should. <laughs> like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, man. Like, you're, you're nine years old. Shut up. And Montreal finally lost, and I was like, oh boy. Unless Montreal wins out, or Columbus just all of a sudden fucking shits the bed, Montreal's not making the playoffs, and I could not be any happier about it. They're gonna end up in that mid two thousands to early. Uh, 2010s where the Leafs always ended up just not in the playoffs so you get a shitty draft pick and you don't get the playoffs my yeah. favorite position for a Canadians fan 
Obviously, Tampa Bay is going to fucking breeze through whoever they face. Yeah. You think they're going to break the record? Okay. Uh, for points? Yes. I, I think I think they'll break the wins record. I'm, I don't know if they'll break the, the points record. Unless, actually, you know what? Points um, record? They the could tie it. They, they could yeah. tie it. I think they'll get the wins. I think this year Tampa has a better chance of going far or further or even making the cup final than they did last year because Vasilevsky has played far less games. Uh, last year he played 65. He admitted, um, I think after that, being fatigued. Being fatigued. This year he had that injury. was a blessing in disguise, I guess. He, Absolutely. How many has he played? Like 50? He's played 50 now. He's probably going to play 54, I imagine, by the end of the year, by the end of the season. So he might conserve him even more. Like I know Toronto's yes, thinking of resting Andy. They're 21 points ahead of the next second place. Why not go for the record? Oh, that's the thing, though. Maybe, maybe you don't. Like to, <laughs> to reference the Raptors, they, they went for 59 wins last year. And they got swept again to like a, a really crummy Cleveland team. Like I, I, I think this year Tampa has a better sh- shot at making the finals because Vasilevsky won't be so tired. But if Columbus squeezes into the playoffs... And they run into a hot goalie. What if Bobrovsky is... Bobrovsky! Like Columbus is looking for that first series win of their franchise. Uh, so <laughs> Still? I, yeah. But look, it's crazier things have happened... Where someone just assumes the team's gonna breeze through everybody and gets to the finals, and then they just well take in L.A. when they won the cup. What was that they won in 2012 or 2011? They were an eighth seed. Everyone thought they were gonna be swept. Boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, cup winners. The thing is, Tampa hasn't hit a slump yet this year. Every team I think has has had a slump at one point this year. Tampa hasn't yet. No, the Bruins haven't either. Really, they no. had a lot of injuries, but yeah, they, they never were, had a slump. They they were like they were uh, flirting with a wild card spot at best. Yeah, but that was only like eight games in. Yeah, we're still. Slumping. That doesn't count. I mean, Tampa's the only team who had, who has genuinely not had a slump. They had, I don't think they've lost twenty games accumulated between like overtime losses and regular regulation losses. They haven't. They, they, haven't. they yeah. haven't. So they haven't hit a slump yet. How shitty would it be for them to hit their slump in the playoffs? I would laugh so hard. Oh my God! You see, Kucherov will probably finish with what? What is he at right now? One twenty-four points. One hundred twenty-four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably finish with one hundred and thirty points. Stammer will finish with forty-plus goals, and you're gonna. I would love that if they came to the playoffs and all of a sudden Breadman was just ripping puck left, right, and center. Goes over to Vasilevsky at the end of the game. You me, let's go back to Dynamo Moscow. Enjoy a nice borscht. Like it's all right. You lose, but maybe next time you not lose. Sucker. Yeah, no, I mean, Duchesne hasn't seen the playoffs since when, when's the last time he made the playoffs with Colorado? Uh, was that 2014? Yeah, so he's he's hungry. If they make it, I, I personally, I think Montreal's going to make it over Columbus, which would suck. Oh, no it's going to suck for uh, their, Columbus's GM. Montreal's not making it over Columbus. Montreal's you don't think so? Going, yes, I do not believe that Montreal will make the playoffs. Montreal is poo. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, what's Columbus's... Um, Columbus has five games left. Columbus has five games left. Montreal has four games less left. And Columbus just beat Montreal on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Was it Thursday or was it Wednesday? doesn't matter. They just beat Montreal. Unless Montreal wins out and Columbus starts to choke, Montreal is not making the playoffs. And you know what? If I'm, if I'm Tampa... Um, I'd I'm, rather I'm, pull, I'm pulling for Montreal to, to, make, to get that last spot because... Be, being being so good for the entire season and not really having that slump, um, I've, I I think that Columbus is one of those teams that you don't want to see in in a first round where you're so heavily favored because uh, it's it's almost like that that wounded animal analogy where where you have that 
Uh, we have a team that's just not hit the heights, They're not even close to the heights that they were supposed to after after acquiring Duchesne to single. And I mean the and and Columbus is they're objectively not a bad team. Like they are they are exactly. A good team. So to to for them to be in such a in such a poor situation at the moment, and for Tampa to to have had an almost record breaking regular season to come up against a team like that right off the bat, that's that that's really unfortunate for them. And I mean and and it's it serves as a chance to for Tampa to to maybe potentially get a wake up call. I'm not saying Columbus will beat them in a in a series. They could. But I mean, this it, it may not be a may not be a a, a a sweep like let's say if they were to play Montreal. Mm-hmm. I think that could easily be a six game series. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think I think Tampa's still gonna win though. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I agree. But I mean, I, I think it'll be if Tampa gets Columbus, I think it'll probably go to six, maybe even seven. If Tampa gets Montreal, sweep. Columbus will be a hard fought series. Um, I again like I don't want to sound like an idiot and say oh or Columbus might win they probably won't <laughs> I mean they'll put up a fight yeah. it'll be closer than people think but okay looking at so but, te- ba- but technically Columbus could win I mean I've been talking with my great fours and fives about probability so yeah. <laughs> I mean hey in you better not be listening to this podcast because I've said fuck now like 25 times and Last if you're year. nine years old and you heard me say that kindly remember that I am a human too okay bye <laughs> last year Columbus they were one post away from going up three nothing against the inevitable Stanley Cup champs. So yeah. they had a good team last year. It's unfortunate that they're fighting for a playoff spot right now. Um, I'm looking at the schedule. Just uh, back to what you're saying that you think Columbus will make it over Montreal. Columbus has five games remaining. They're playing Nashville, Buffalo, Boston, the Rangers, and then Ottawa. Montreal has a harder schedule. They're playing the Jets, Lightning, Capitals, and the Leafs. Ooh, that's, see you later. That's a tough uh, final four games. Um, they're tied for points. If both teams win out, obviously Columbus is going to win or make it because they have the one extra game. Um, I just Looking at the Rangers and Buffalo, that's a trap game. Those are, those, those are two games that they might actually lose because Columbus finds a way to just ta-ta it's gonna be bye-bye <laughs> I don't know I'm sticking with Columbus um, missing out I just I, I think that there's too much pressure on everybody it's because you're a wiener schnitzel they made a lot of trades and I wanted them to make it because I feel bad for Duchenne he hasn't made the playoffs in God knows how long um, but <laughs> hey I thought your phone was on silent there Kyle I thought, I thought so too that's my bad no, I, uh, obviously like, I'm not a fan of. Okay, I'm not a fan of Montreal fans. I like the team. I don't like their fans. But the more Canadian teams that make the playoffs, the merrier. So I'm sticking with Montreal making it. Fuck it. That's just my prediction. That's fair. Other than those sucky Canadians, what do we think about uh, Washington and Carolina? I actually I thought that it was going to be Washington versus Pittsburgh because I thought Carolina was going to sneak into that uh, third in the Metro, but it looks like it's going to be Washington Carolina. I like it. I think that might be an underrated big <laughs> series. I love how it just spend your always so straight to the point. I like it. Meanwhile, Adam and I take fucking forty years to say like, oh well, you know, like sometimes it depends on like the color of wristwatch that Don Cherry's wearing on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's honestly there's not there's not much to dislike about this series. There's a lot of offensive firepower on both ends, right? Um, and I think Carolina's been an, a nice surprise this season. A lot of a lot of the younger guys have, have really blossomed for this this season. 
Um, Ajo has looked incredible for the entire the entirety of this serially underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think this is this is finally the year that he announces himself in the playoffs. Um, and I think and you know Washington's Washington. They're they've been good. They will continue to be good. Yep. So um, I'm gonna I'll take Washington in this series. I'm gonna say just because there 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 are some glaring improvements that Carolina can make. So I'm gonna say Washington in probably five. I'll 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 give them the one game at home probably. The gentleman sweep. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like the way I see it. Uh, Carolina's goaltending has been surprisingly good this year with the addition of McElhinney and uh, your boy Peter Mrazek. Who did he play for again last year? Oh McElhinney? Yeah. How about you kill yourself? No, no, no. He, he was a, he, I, th- I remember he was a good backup goalie for some team, and they replaced him for some garbage-ass backup yeah. goalie. Yeah, how about you kill yourself? What, what team is that again? <laughs> I forget. God. I'll, re- I'll remember. It's in the back of my hat, <laughs> pal. How about you take a look? Sparky, don't you listen to that that hooligan. That Jesse Pollock lookalike. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, you know what the Leafs need to play better? <laughs> Leafs need more emotion. I'm an emotional player. I need to play with more emotion. <laughs> Thanks, backup goalie. Dubis, if you're listening, I think next year uh, Sparks deserves the deserves C after that uh, post-game interview. Great leader in the change room. Holy fuck. Uh, we need more emotion. Meanwhile, he's speaking in like the most monotone ass voice I've ever seen in my I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Like, and we're best friends with the fish, and I don't think the fish has ever gotten excited about anything other than like chuddy in his life. Like, <laughs> like I had nothing wrong with what he said. I just don't say it after he got pumped five or the four or five goals that game. Oh yeah, like just pick a better opportunity to say speak. like, oh, you know, like I need to be better. Like clearly, I was taking a a hike in the Swiss Alps because that's what I played like. Swiss cheese, not Swiss Alps. You can't play like a fucking mountain. It's like it's it's the equivalent of like <laughs> like if this podcast went off the rails because I just kept talking about Ottawa again, like last podcast, and then afterwards I'm like, yeah, I think the whole team needs to be better. Like we we could have been we could have done a better job in this podcast when it was really me who just went on for fucking half an hour on why Ottawa's garbage. Like it's not fair to say. It. I feel like you're taking a, a like not so subtle subtle shot at yourself. I am. I'm pretty sure you went on for like half an hour I last did. podcast. <laughs> it was terrible. No, but for real, I think uh, Carolina's, uh, just like you said, Ben, I think maybe five games tops just because their goaltending is, isn't is going to hold up. Yeah. Goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with you guys. Washington probably win five, maybe six games. I personally didn't think Carolina was going to make the playoffs, but they found a way to surge themselves oh. into playoff spot. Okay, see you later. <laughs> what, what did you say last week? Every time Adam makes a bad pun, you're just gonna be like, "Ha!" <laughs> I, you know, I still have that soundbite saved. Actually, <laughs> you gotta play it after that. Ha! And uh, I, I, they, I mean, they gave up. They, well, they traded away uh, Hannafin and Lindholm, who was had an amazing season. Um, they got back. Wow, um, way to rub that in to spend. You're hurt. I see the hurt in your eyes right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, yeah, they they got back Dougie Hamilton, who's a lot of people have questioned his like his dedication to the game. Like, was, was he like museums better? Does he like playing hockey better? Who knows? Um, so I didn't envision them making the playoffs. Uh, good for them for doing so. Uh, at first, I wasn't a fan of their storm surge celebration at the end of the games, but fans seem to like it, so good for them. It's been a good season for them. Um, I hope they do well against Washington. I don't see it going past six games or five games, like you guys said. 
but it should be a fun series, I think. A lot of scoring. All right, moving on. What do you guys think about the Islanders and Penguins series? I think if Malkin decides that he's not going to be hurt, it's going to be a real quick job. I think if Malkin decides that he's like, oh, yeah, like hurt on my boo-boo's finger, and like then all of a sudden Carl Hagelin, he's not here no more, so like he's not good game. He's bad game. He's very bad game. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a very good impersonation of uh, of Malkin. Uh, yeah, I think that depends. Like Pittsburgh, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking in trading for Eric Goodbranson. I don't know what kind of move that was. You now got Eric Goodbranson at four mil for another couple years, and what does he do? He doesn't even help your bottom pairing. Like Eric Goodbranson is not a useful addition for your bottom pairing. By the num, I'm not. You know me. I'm not a huge. Oh, look at these analytics. These are some good ass numbers. Uh, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Well, I do. I mean, it is important, but like, not really. Erica Branson by the numbers is awful. Erica Branson, when you watch him, is awful. Erica Branson is an awful hockey player. He could beat the fuck out of me with his pinky, but he's an awful hockey player. What do you say his contract was? I'm just it up. I'm pretty sure he's at four million for the yeah, next two years. Four. Yeah, you're correct. The next two years, and oh, he's currently playing Jesus. on their third pairing. That's embarrassing. Yeah, what do they trade for him? Was it like a, was it a high level? Wasn't it Tanner Pearson? Was it? No, Tanner Pearson was traded for Haglin, and they shipped Pearson afterwards. Oh no, yeah, then to Vancouver, probably for Tanner Pearson. Yeah, because it was Haglin to L.A. for. And now Haglin's playing for Washington. Yeah. No, is he? Yeah, another speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, looking back to what Washington did two years ago when they uh, traded for Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk ended up taking a shot on the the team. Like, he just... (laughs) I think he actually was scratched... A couple times that year after he got traded for or when um his, his head looks like a scratch off ticket have you seen that hair <laughs> <laughs> his do- him and kessel are just doppelgangers of one another <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with the costanza <laughs> it's like the opposite of a crow's nest it's like a little island he's got an <laughs> island of two f- uh, two fluffs of hair but i know i mean like it obviously good branson is not the name you think of when you think like star studded defense but Branson isn't a name of I th- isn't a name I think of a ever. even like AHL top two, like, but subtle moves might be the key to winning a, like, a Stanley Cup. You know how earlier I said I would rather have anybody on the ice other than Martin Marincin. I take that back. I'd rather have Martin Marincin over Eric Branson. That's a bold statement. That is Montana. a very bold statement. That is a Helvetica bold statement. <laughs> Eric and Branson is like wingdings, man. That's that's the. <laughs> you can't understand what he's saying. You can't understand what he's doing on the ice. He he's just there. Like nobody uses it. Wow. I'm I, speechless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got you nothing. Would be, you would be speechless <laughs> if you were reading wingdings too. <laughs> but, so, but you still think Pittsburgh is going to beat uh, the Islanders? Or oh, yeah. How, how, how far do you think that uh, series is going to go? I think that Robin Leonard has been so outright to dodge your question for a second. I think Robin Leonard and uh, Thomas Grice have been just way too outrageously good this year, like kind of like an Andrew Hammond deal. That there's zero percent chance of them keeping up this level, this quality level of goaltending come the playoff times, and they're going to get shredded by the Malkins, by the Kessels, by the Crosbys, by the Gensels. That's almost a good rhyme. Mm-hmm. Call me fucking Doctor Seuss. Anyway, uh, I think the series goes the full seven i really do because there's only so much that 
a 65% Gino can do, but I don't see the Islanders like sure Anders Lee Anders Lee has what 30 goals this year or something or close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Matty Barzal is sick too, but other than that, you really think like my, well, I love Leo Komarov. I love him a lot. You really think like the bottom six of New York is going to have any chance at I, fighting against the bottom six of yeah. Pittsburgh. I wouldn't knock the Islanders' bottom six. I think the Islanders have one of the best fourth lines in the league. I know that's not yeah. saying I know that's not saying much, but to note on what we said about how playoff hockey is, Sezikis, Martin, Clutterbuck, that is a phenomenal line. Um, before uh, Martin had signed with the Leafs, that was one of my favorite lines in hockey. Like they, they played very, very well. They're a fast, hard-hitting line. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Islanders found a like I picked Pittsburgh to make the finals, but to be a contrarian to like my own predictions, um, I could see the Islanders potentially beating Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a tired team. They had to fight all year long to make it to the playoffs. I don't think they've clinched just yet. Um, no, they haven't might, yet. Might be, they, yeah. they, no, they haven't they, yet. Be, but they, yeah. they. But think about the players that they picked up, though. Other than Gabranson, which was just a trash move, they pick up Nick Bugstad. That's huge. Yeah, that was, that was a good pickup too. Again, like uh, McCann, McCann since he's come over from mm-hmm. I think, what four. Oh, Jared McCann. Yeah. He's been really good too. Those are some great moves. Yeah, but I just think the Islanders with. Barry Trotz changing their entire defensive strategy. They've been playing well all year long. It could be another Vegas thing where it just we're undervaluing that their what their actual potential is. I think it's going to go seven games, and that seventh game is going to be a toss up. I picked Pittsburgh to make it, but it could be the Islanders. Like I, I really don't know. And if the Islanders still find a way to split the games between their two goalies and make it work, not cause drama in the change room. Who knows? This is the one series that I really, I'm not confident on either team winning. I, I don't know who's going to win. I picked Pittsburgh just for the sake of picking somebody, but it could be either or, in my opinion. If at the beginning of the season you told me that the Islanders and Penguins would meet in a playoff series, I wouldn't have believed it. No, same. But, um, I mean, but now now that we're here, I, I also, I don't think there's much to pick between the two of them. Uh, I think they're they're both quite good. I, I would also pick Pittsburgh, but that, that's solely based off of playoff pedigree and um, and they've just they have, they, have, they have the guys who've been there before they have the Crosby's Malkins Kessels like they're they, these are guys that have that have stepped up in the past and they, they know how, they know how to get the job done in the playoffs and that's and that, that that does make a huge difference when we're talking playoff hockey versus just going through the season and picking up your wins another underrated playoff player because he's only been in the playoffs a couple of times but for the cup runs that Pittsburgh's made Jake Gensel Jake Gensel scores outrageous amount of goals in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all. all that's it. Well, I actually have one more question about the series. It's a very important question. For the Islanders home games, which arena do you think they're going to play in? Oh, <laughs> Do you think they split it the way they split their goaltending? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever wonder if, like, when they go out for a team dinners, who foots the bill, Grace or Leonard? I don't know. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, no, you take it. Probably split the bill. And that probably makes the most sense. But can you imagine a Leafs and Islanders Eastern Conference final? I love that so much. That'd be amazing. That would be, especially like the JT saga continues. Like, I would love that. Goes over to Nassau Coliseum or the other one <laughs> <laughs> and just absolutely blasts them for four goals. Like, comes out with the Andrew Ferencelli when he's announced his first star. Mm. And two middle fingers blazing. <laughs> Give him the bird. I would love to see that develop into a nice new rivalry in the NHL. Yeah. That's just 
something that no one saw coming. Yeah. The Islanders leaves like why? I think that's something that the NHL is definitely missing, and I hopefully Tavares started a new trend where free agents won't just re-sign blindly with the team that they were drafted by. No one ever thought that there'd be a rivalry between the Islanders and the Leafs, and somehow they managed to make it work because Tavares, quote unquote, betrayed the Islanders fan base. Um, so if they go the direction of the NBA where free agents just have a higher tendency to sign with new teams and create that uh, that hate between fan bases and player and fan while keeping it respectful, obviously, I think it'd be good for the game. Um, the, the, the NHL has just gotten so stagnant. I personally haven't watched a game with as much energy and intensity as that Islanders and Leafs game, like Tavares' first game back. That was an amazing game to watch, although the Leafs got pumped again. I think no, it it'd be a great series to have, and hopefully the rivalry continues for uh, for years to come. Well, anyways, speaking of the first round being over, I think that's enough time that we spent talking about hockey today. You think, boys? Yeah, I think uh, I'm a little puckered out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to thank Brady for being here. Thank you. Thank you to Adam for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, and this is Spencer Brodsky signing off from the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs>